I'm John C. Savage. And I'm Claudia F. Savage. And, and we're, we're Thick in the, the Throat, throat honey. honey. The podcast where parent artists share how to fit art making into their already full lives. Inspirational quickies in under 30 minutes. The three of us are all Portland State Vikings. Yeah. So. Oh, we have to get that on the podcast. We're, we're all Vikings, yeah. I'm definitely not. I'm the interloper. I just fell in love with someone from the Pacific Northwest. Okay, wait. I want to do a little spiel. Hold on, hold on. All right, here's my spiel. So, Brandon Conway. Hi, Brandon. Is, um, <laughs> is a guitarist from Portland, Oregon, who primarily focuses on free improvisation, and hence why he's partially here, because... He knows John from the Creative Music Guild. Brandon actually is the board president of the Creative Music Guild, and we can talk about that more as we go along. Um, but this is my favorite part of your your bio, is that um, you're pretty adamantly against delay and looping pedals, but if somebody uses them, you still like them, which is very, you know, kind of you and welcoming. <laughs> yeah, you're very ecumenical. In yes, your, yeah, very. You know, effects, very. pedals, and such. I love so. it. All right, hold on. I'm going to do Amy, too, because I'm, I'm going down. I'm getting there. I can do it. I can do it. Um, we just actually saw Amy recently at the Improvisation Summit do the first ever, the Improvisation Summit of Portland, um, improv comedy, which was uh, epically amazing. <laughs> it was the best ever. Um, so she lives with her spouse, Brandon, and two sons, aged 10 and 8. And you're a multidisciplinary artist whose work tends towards reflections of the personal. I dig that. And you kind of do performance and drawing, and we're going to have a bunch of stuff up on our website just dealing with, like, all different things, including the fact that you do these amazing, like, physical, like, it's like performance art, but also, like, involving comedy and all sorts of things happening there. So, yeah. I I just want to say, since we are a parent artist podcast, that your piece, hold on, I'm going to get the name, your piece, um, this is how I communicate, which we're going to put up, kind of reminded me of what it's like, like a day in the life of a mom. I've seen her make those expressions a lot. Yeah, it sort of goes, it yeah. sort of runs the gamut of like all emotional states that go on in one day. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't as much even thinking about parenting with that. I was just trying to, I was, I've had a, a long history of struggling to speak. And like to to use my voice and to communicate and to say what I'm trying to say, but I have a face that will say things that I don't know it's saying sometimes. <laughs> you know that communicates for me in ways I'm not expecting. You know that might be a Pacific Northwest problem. Yeah, <laughs> I'll let you work on that one. But anyway, go on. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I was kind of going through this. I just started doing comedy and I was trying to learn how to speak, but I had a friend who curated a show that was supposed to be like humorous in a way and so I was thinking about my inability to speak and my face speaks for me and then I just started playing yeah it's fascinating because there's no sound right I mean I didn't get that wrong there's no sound there's no sound but it's it's, so expressive it's all photos that I just like turned into video with the magic of technology (laughs) yes yes well done yeah it's really well done done. it's amazing but I and I think part of it I keep thinking about um you know other like artist couples and how interesting that is when like people do stuff together i kept thinking oh you need a little brandon like you know soundtrack to that (laughs) (laughs) have you guys ever worked together before much speak up not much (laughs) mike's right there (laughs) 
We, I'm trying to think. We have, we haven't done much. I like made a song for like a campaign you did one time, and um, we did that one project when we you were in grad school project. together. That was really cool, mm-hmm. actually. It came out really well. That was a, what like five, six years ago by now, more than that. Maybe six or seven. Yeah, we. Um, when Amy was in grad school, she did the um, MFA in Applied Craft and Design at OCAC and PNCA's combined program. You did it. Thanks. That was wow, amazing. That was, that was a serious mouthful. I saw yeah. it. If you could see if we were only, everyone keeps saying vlog, vlogs, so we can see the faces. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. no. So, so can, can you tell everybody who's not from the Pacific Northwest what those abbreviations stand for? Uh, from Oregon College of Art and Craft and Pacific Northwest College of Art. There you go. They formed a... MFA program that lives off of separate from both campuses and that you it just merges crafter people and art people and everything in between into a program and then they all talk about each other's work and it's pretty cool yeah you were exploring a lot of fabric based stuff at that time and a lot of a lot of some of the same themes that you you've continued to to work on that are like about family um, and home and mm-hmm. stuff like that um, and you, I don't know where the idea came from exactly I was the boy it was kind of uh, like so I had I videotaped I put the boys in one all in orange and one all in blue <laughs> I set up the camera at the top of like near as high as I could get it in our living room right. and it just ran for 45 minutes of video and then Brandon wrote a program that tracked their movements and drew it into lines and then I made a quilt that like uh, had those lines in blue and orange fabric over it um, like their movements like their pat like what they were yeah, doing yeah just like how much they and... moved and like I think I did at most 12 minutes and that was as much as I put on it was called 12 minutes at play so 12 minutes it was 12 <laughs> minutes <laughs> of play yeah <laughs> but I, it was kind of that I don't even fully remember why that I was so curious and like how much they move and how they play except that I was in grad school in a world of people who don't have kids and don't uh-huh. understand anything about having kids which is probably more normal than like coming in with two young kids and trying to do it but um so I was just I was wanting to like bring out the part of me that didn't live at grad school into mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and show it maybe and I just liked sewing <laughs> like yeah but things. I mean that that's really fascinating to try and bring that you know the the woman that we interviewed on this last month my friend Jacqueline who's um, now at a grad program in Ohio she's from Detroit and she has three children and it was funny when I remember when she's such an optimist like she's one of these people like anytime I go but what about blah and she's like but it's okay <laughs> I'm like well that's why she has three children and I have one yeah. um, but I think, I think um, you know she mentioned that you know oh there's amazing places there's amazing grad schools all over the country where children are welcomed into the studio like at Yale and whatever and I was like really because it, it helps me to kind of hear that because I think I think more often than not in the art world like even if you have children I know as a writer but like even talking about your kids is kind of like yeah it's okay over here but then when we get serious like you want to suppress that 
So that's um, why we're getting really serious right now. Uh-huh. The door is open. Our family, our children, <laughs> the other parts of our family are out there right now. Separate. Separate. You know. <laughs> but you but, but you, it's them. permeable. Yeah. You can yeah. see through. And, yes. <laughs> so how do you guys are? bring your kids do you bring your kids into your art making or do they help you in the genesis of some of your art making or yeah i think talk a little about that for you that's for you amy that's been a a big part of your work i think and i think and maybe i don't want to put words in your mouth but i think that there is like a little bit of that thing with like being at grad school and feeling like uh that family life was separate and so this idea of like I don't want it to be separate how do I bring it into that and then uh, you've been working part-time from home and so you're at home with the kids more and stuff and so this idea of of needing like family life to be a part of what you're doing um, but in a way that where you sort of get to control the narrative of it maybe more too instead of being like a mom who does art like on the side as a the hobby or something moms. yeah <laughs> yes right and there's a lot of those like yeah. where's the night nanny that's what my friends, my friends say <laughs> <laughs> night nanny? um yeah I, well just along those lines i don't i don't feel like i don't have a lot of um compartmentalizing yeah. so the things in my life are the things in my life and and that's gonna come through like whatever i'm dealing with is gonna be the thing that i make art about whether it's like something with the kids or it's something within myself or um or the world or whatever it's i don't it's all kind of moving through me <laughs> i don't know well right because i mean your piece was it mother space that we shape. saw yeah yeah mother shape that yeah. was amazing because you had like journals like huge journals up that you kind of were putting out there and then all these sketches of yourself and your children and can you talk a little bit about that um yeah i that that show kind of came from a different show I did. The He Moves Like the uh, the Ocean one mm. that I had done in March. Uh, the the woman who owned that the gallery, the Indivisible Gallery that I did Mother Shape at, was at that show, and so she invited me over. And so it, that show kind of grew out of conversations with her about like the space and how I might want to use it and what I'm thinking about. And we just had a lot of conversations. And, and who was that? Again? Oh, Christine Toth. Christine Toth. Yes, yeah. I wanted to get her name out there. Oh, yeah. Hi, Christine. Hi, Christine. Yeah. Hi, Christine. <laughs> great, you great space. Amazing. Great, great yeah. space over in the Clinton neighborhood. Yeah. 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 So we would talk about just kind of being an artist and a parent. And, yeah. And so I just, I just wanted to keep rolling down that hill of like the artist and the parent, but also like dealing with my anxiety and talking about like the actual like my own issues within it too and how those things all play off each other and wrap wrap around each other and so Mm -hmm. I don't know I was surprised that people read everything (laughs) well I was going to ask you that it's like super I mean that's something that I focused on one panel and I don't I can't recall I remember I remember you were talking about David Bowie in it I happen to remember that (laughs) oh yeah I think I'm remembering that. that. But but uh I think I wrote about him when he died. Yeah. At some point in there. Yeah. It yeah. was in there. Yeah, but it was there was a lot of stuff about like anxiety and and uh you know, things about your children and whatever that were very intimate. Um mm-hmm. and so as a visual artist, I mean, often you don't tackle that maybe in that way. That but I blatant. Do. Maybe not that blatant. Like yeah. I feel like a lot of my work is, gets at something 
fairly personal. That was like maybe the most I had yeah. written it down for people to clearly see a poster just like nudging <laughs> <laughs> people towards an idea or whatever. Um, but I, like part of the writing thing I had when I thought about it initially was to have so much of it in there that it would be overwhelming because that's how my brain feels sometimes. Yeah. Like so all of this language just moving too quickly and too much for you to actually get through. But how I ended up hanging it like was way too easy to navigate. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I cut into you were gonna talk maybe about how the kids affect your creativity. Did I cut you off? I, I just wanted to make sure. Do you make uh, music with them, Brandon, and all? No, know? I was gonna say I'm the opposite. I'm like a super comp- compartmentalizer. Yeah. Like I have like work and like family time and like music time, and mm-hmm. they're all like pretty separate things for me I I like to get involved creatively with the boys but usually more in something that they're selecting or directing um, which hasn't been music neither of them are super into music Um, Mm -hmm. you know they're around it all the time at home um, and you know they have a little bit of interest but that's usually not like they're they're much more into art like visual arts and and stuff like that and we've worked on some video projects games. video games i was gonna say you yeah. do some programming right yeah we worked on a video game together actually um a couple that was like two summers ago now maybe or something that was that was a lot of fun it was taking some drawings that that our oldest had done at the time and he's made a whole character called alien man and made this whole world around him his Oh. We have our own comic company called Ahab Comics, which is our initials. And so he's oh. created this character in this world. Um, so Brandon took the drawing and he used his input. Mm-hmm. And we kind of talked and like worked on a video game together. And, and part of it was um, like making the backgrounds for the video games was like a pretty straightforward, like kind of drag and drop kind of a thing where the kids could like say I want to put some rocks right here and stuff like that so they could have a lot of input on that part of it and uh, yeah that was a lot of fun so trying to trying to find time and and like meeting them at at their points of interest um well, you're just about the coolest dad ever. I mean, you're, you're making a video game out of I know. Character. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, we have, like, three unfinished video games. <laughs> and they'll, like, try to show them to their friends, and it'll be all buggy, and then they'll come home and complain that it didn't work when they were trying to show their friends. So, you know, you're you know like, about I'm, the coolest I'm hoping dad. you won't care about that one. Like, if I just wait another four months yeah. then maybe yeah we can move on to the other one yeah pretty demanding uh clients lots of <laughs> lots of feature requests down the road so. we have a brandon and i have a long history of arguing over art mm-hmm. and like because he's so um, oh let's go let's go yeah. what's the talk? yeah what's we want to know john and i argue subject? all the time over art it's yeah. awesome because well, he's so what are you you're so cold <laughs> we so we'll often have I think the word is dispassionate maybe maybe that's like a Pacific word Northwest oh no, sorry no, no, no. crap no, what's the word? we we'll have like often it'll be like on a road trip or something like that like you know going on a a, a vacation or or some sort of trip and we'll be you know driving for a long time and we'll talk about some sort of project and 
Yeah, I feel like it's usually fairly destructive. Yeah, no, it's it's never. I, I when we were younger together, I think we would get mad for reals, maybe. But now <laughs> it usually like it's usually we usually end up kind of getting to the same point, but we are just so opposite in our approach. Um, is it about art making or is it about and like ph- is there meaning in art and oh. like are you are you do you mean anything by it, Brandon? doesn't make right music that has meaning so he says mm-hmm. <laughs> I that's heard interesting it. so you, yeah. don't, you, you don't like set out to make something there's a little person in here right mm-hmm. now no, are you there's okay do you need anything that are, 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 you, are you hiding you're terrible <laughs> okay. Oh, okay that's fine <laughs> eavesdropping's fine eavesdropping's good yeah. um we're talking about arguing about art. Arguing about meaning and art. Not meaning yeah. and art. Meaning. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, so... Go away then. Yeah, you should, <laughs> you. Adult talk. You can go play on that iPad and we brought you things. You yeah. got your comic books? <laughs> um, no, I was going to say that John is John is the one that, for me, sometimes I feel... I do the, I do the, the thing of... Um, why am I like especially since we've had river I have days where I'm like of course I'm making this of course I'm doing this and other days I'm like what am I doing like the dishes haven't been done in three days you know like it's just like what what is the purpose of this and I'm a poet and nobody buys poetry anyway and so Mm -hmm. then you become very but in terms of like how you like whatever you're making does it have meaning in the world that's what you're talking about right Brandon that you don't make something to have specific meaning in the world yeah yeah I think that's it that I like I tend to not, it doesn't. You're not emotionally connected to the work you make. Is that wrong? I don't think that's That's right at all. (laughs) (laughs) But when you make make it, I mean. Just pretend we're on a long drive right now. We're driving up to Bellingham. That's pretty far to get into this. Let's go. Okay. No, I do do want to say this, though, because, like, your, your work, Brandon, like, when I saw you play, it actually is, like, it's a deeply emotional experience to watch you play. Like you totally, I cannot say this about all the improvisers that I've seen, but like you you're take us zone. on, you t- you're in the yeah. zone and you take us on a journey. Like it feels very like an internal journey that we get to witness, which is nice. pretty gorgeous. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's, yeah. that's, that's why it's powerful. Cause otherwise you just kind of like do, 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 do. I mean, maybe that's, you know, um, so does that satisfy Like, when you are making work, does it satisfy something that no other aspect of your life satisfies it? Maybe? Is that the question? Uh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> no, I, music is like definitely um, like, a, like a, something that I can get like totally lost in and it's like the most expressive thing that I do in life and uh, I've really struggled a long time with whether I should do it or you know like and but it seems like I just do it now like it's just like so you, sh- you, mean you, sh- you should do it in terms of taking time out of your life to do it yeah like whether like it's it's valuable and even like am I like am I good at this like do I have something to actually contribute you know um is there an audience for? is there an audience at all for for this um or is this completely just me being self-indulgent uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but um, like everyone has indulgences, and and mine could be playing music. That's fine. 
What is what are some of the do you do you play mainly solo or do you have some groups you like to indulge in? Um, what, are I, you, what are you working on? Uh, yeah, I uh, <laughs> tell yeah. me about your indulgences. I'll tell you about my indulgences. Um, uh, we have an argument in the next room. It sounds uh, like uh, uh, the riffraff will just take care of itself over yeah. there. Amy's on it. I've been uh, I've been playing in a group called Half Bird for it's been a long time now. It's I think getting close to four years actually mm-hmm. that we've been playing, and that's a, a trio with uh, Ben Cates and Grant Pierce, and uh, it just sort of started. Uh, ben had seen Grant play in in a free jazz group he had uh, called Not Bitter um, back in the day, and mm-hmm. and um, knew that Grant also played in like some like hard rock and metal kind of bands and we Ben and I had been playing together for a while and we're looking for a little bit more of an aggressive yeah. outlet and uh, and so Ben said hey let's go play with with this drummer I saw the other day and it really clicked immediately and that group's is completely uh, like a intuitive catharsis kind of band like we sometimes at practice will like work on ideas um, but there's n- there's no no tunes no structures to anything mm-hmm. and when we play live it's just you know we might lean over in between sets and say like who's gonna start the song but that's about all there is to it and there's really just a, a an attempt to like create a, a what's the word like a a group aesthetic that like that sort of defines the the group but nothing really more than that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys have done a little touring right uh we did just like a little short little long weekend tour thing this last uh summer and we've played up in up in washington a few times um yeah it's been fun we've been trying to also make a like a recording a live good record every year so we're about to put out our third one um and brannick howard um who's a local engineer uh, has been recording those and uh, it's a really great uh, person to work with. That's for, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, I, obviously I know all these mm-hmm. folks because you and I have done work with uh, Portland's Creative Music Guild. Could you talk a little bit how you see how that organization has helped you maybe as an artist and, and um, what, what it's provided for you, mm-hmm. uh, especially as an artist with with children I don't know if it if that is anything specific or if that's really entirely comp- compartmentalized <laughs> oh, yeah. for you <laughs> um yeah I don't know I've been I've been helping out with the Creative Music Guild for a long time maybe like seven years or something like mm-hmm. that um at sort of different levels of engagement you and I worked together for a while uh, working on grants and stuff like that yeah that's the full disclosure right yeah there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um you know, I think that there's a, the, the thing that's important to me about the Creative Music Guild, I think, is the, uh, is the community aspect of it. Um, not necessarily like what it gives to the Portland community, like, which I think is important, but more this idea of a community of artists having a chance to uh, share their work 
with each other um, and get to know each other uh, and then bringing in people from you know like the east coast or from europe or something like that is a is a cool thing in and of itself to get to see often you know people who are in their late career and you know real masters of what they're doing but it's also we usually try to get local players to to either open up for that person or actually work with them when they come to town and that chance for to see in the local community people get those opportunities to to play with someone um i think is is really important uh you know it's been it's been great for me to get to like personally to get to know a ton of people you know having worked through that you're listening to some uh, cracker music <laughs> in the background there. kind of like hey by the way do you porcelain wanna, percussion i do want to say that this is really amusing because this is the first time we've ever had two artists on our podcast and we've talked about it isn't that yeah. true well um let me think i think so yeah you guys are a, we might be missing something i'm thinking but you're no. two artists two artist household yeah it's the first and, time i and think as are we and so we've and we've yeah. had other people that we've talked to like i'm thinking about um yeah like uh margaret malone or well, husband's Jun- a filmmaker juniana's husband juniana's yeah. husband's yeah. a musician but we've always done like just we picked one person and we're like uh-huh. we're gonna just do them so like it's really fun because both Amy and Brandon brought their two boys and we have our daughter here too and it's a weekend and it's just hysterical because <laughs> I hear my daughter like opening the door to let the cat in and let the cat out and then Amy and I just ran because we didn't have the network password for the boys to watch a movie. Anyway, and it's of just course, our, pa- our password isn't a password. It's, you know, 18 numbers yeah. and letters. So. Yeah, so no one can hack our network ever. Because it's like, don't even try out there. Don't, don't even try. try. Don't even try it. And it's not anything but, but let um, me know if you want to because I have it. <laughs> right? Lock In fact, oh, what are those numbers? Let's just announce them right here. <laughs> no, I was going to say that, like... Um, it's been really interesting with the Creative Music Guild specifically just to see, like, at least my writing community, there's just not many people that have children, like, percentage-wise. But it's been really interesting to see just how many people have kids within the organization and sort of how accepted that is that, like, mm-hmm. you know, you bring your kids or, you know, there's a problem, a kid's sick or, you know, whatever is going on. And um, I just think maybe that speaks to, like, all of our ages, but it's also... Um, it's really lovely and I do think sometimes that that is sort of the problem with people continuing to make work is that if you have a two-parent artist household it's like no you have to watch the kids tonight no I have to go do my thing I mean this is always our struggle maybe it's easier to do it with the kind of you know improvised music scene you know it's not like a concert hall where it's super formal Mm -hmm. and it's not a jazz club necessarily where you've got the Oregon Liquor Control Commission saying your children can't listen to music. Mm-hmm. Personal opinion, um, but yeah, maybe maybe it's like yeah, like the improvisation of someone of Portland or even the out, the Outset series to mm-hmm. two two times a month on first and third Wednesdays, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's is that all ages until a certain time? Yes, it's a uh, we have a special OLCC permit. Ah. <laughs> Um, God bless it is them. a bar, but yeah. on win- on the first and third Wednesdays, turn, you turn, can bring turn. kids. Yeah, at yeah. turn, 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 kids are are able to be there. That's that's great. Yeah. Um, there aren't. I mean, I remember being a kid growing up in Portland. There weren't a lot of all ages music venues. I remember when there was an all ages jazz club for like five minutes. I was really excited <laughs> to go. But, I went yeah. to Harlem a lot with my dad as a kid. Nobody cared. But that's right. a whole right. another scene. I've stood in a lot of hallways. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but, to, you know, so 
I asked Brandon, I'll ask you the same question, Amy. It's like, how do you, um, I mean, we talked about your improv comedy group and we talked about your experience in grad school, but are there community, like, is there a community organization in your improv group that you feel has been sort of um, accepting of of your family as an artist? Because I I will just say that, like, yeah, the CMG for me, too, knowing that other people have had children, it's been a very different vibe than a lot of the circles I've been in before. I hang out a lot at a place called Kickstand Comedy Space, Kickstand which is Comedy Space. downtown and uh, uh, like Chinatown area. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and they have been so wonderful and accepting. And just like they don't care, you know. <laughs> right. Like there's right. a lot of people, especially like I, I through art and comedy. Like I run in a lot of scenes where people don't have kids, yeah. which you, I think it's been a common theme in this conversation. But um. Sometimes people are like, oh, kids. And I'm like, well, that's, I don't even want to be around you if you're, if you hate kids. Like, I, I can't. <laughs> well, exactly. There's so many people who are like, I don't like kids. I mean, yours are okay. And I'm like, you know what? You can go fuck yourself. Because <laughs> that's just stupid. It is um, bizarre. But it's also like a lot of younger people, too. Like, there's a lot of y- yeah. people who are in their early to mid 20s doing comedy. So it's like, you don't want kids. I mean, they don't want kids. Some people, I, I don't need to apologize for who does and doesn't want kids. Right, want right. Kids. Yeah. but it's more like it's more like the attitudes of sort yeah. of you know. Um, I was talking about this, but I had a friend who she was a writer and she was about to go to a conference or something like that, and it was very you know like hello, here I am with my tie. This is serious. She, she just made the tight uh, made the tightening of the tie. <laughs> I don't know who those people are, but they're out there. Yeah, she um, did a Rodney Dangerfield. Um, but I mean, I just remember she just like didn't ask permission. She just was like, they can tell me that. But she just brought her kid and just strapped yeah. her kid on and did her thing and was like, I you know, this is bring what's happening. Boys with me much because I don't want to. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. it's an important space to have without them. And like I started doing comedy, one for like learning how to speak and being comfortable speaking, but I kept doing it because it became like a easy way for me to be creative without any objects. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I can be creative weekly and like think creatively right. in this public space where I don't have to like plan and I don't have to haul materials and I don't have to do all of those things that you do in art or whatever other mediums. Right. I can just show up and be part of it and and it is such a great community of people that like people are excited for whatever ridiculous idea that I have. Like I I started a show recently besides the one that you guys saw which oh is my. called Twist and Shout. We'll be doing it in October again at Kickstand, so I'm excited about that. But um, which is just it's a mixture of improvising musicians and improvising comedians, and they just blend together for. This sounds like Brandon. Are you playing on this? I haven't been yet, but again, that's sometimes more practical than anything else. I mean, we do a a lot of trading. Yeah, that's know. what's really hard. Like yeah. when we, when we, you know, people, you know, River jokes. Oh, are you guys having a date tonight? And we're like, well, we're kind of going to go do this gig together, and uh, right. you know, and then then we have to get grandma or a sitter yeah. or of some kind or a neighbor. So that is, we do a lot of off. You know, one person's on with River, the other person's out doing something, and sometimes that's hard. I mean, I, we like sharing. Like what mm-hmm. we're doing, and like seeing what each other are doing. Yeah. I mean, that's how we were first drawn to one another, wasn't it, darling? <laughs> oh God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we leave for a minute? Yeah. <laughs> but but Maybe. that is, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, do you guys miss each other? Yeah. 
probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a, it is a, I think it's a bummer when, um, when you do like it's, it's, it's a, a process or or like there's work involved in just being able to see something that your yeah. spouse is doing, right? Yeah. Like, so I have a concert, and it's like, oh, okay, well, this is one. That maybe the boys like it wouldn't work well for them or like i'm playing at a bar they can't go to mm-hmm, you know right. and amy wants to go but that means okay we have to get a babysitter mm-hmm. you know and all that and same thing if i want to go see like a comedy show so yeah babysitter I mean, costs more than the gig pays sometimes yeah, 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 yeah. for sure <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah i mean that's that's uh that does make it it tricky um, what about like creating work like how do you juggle that in other words, giving each other space to make things. Are you yeah. the kind of person, Amy, that you can just make stuff in chaos or you need like... I think so. I mean, yeah. I, I've just really turned it into like a slow thinker. Mm-hmm. Like I just percolate ideas a lot more yeah. now and just kind of like um, the project, he moves like like the ocean. I've been yeah. thinking about that for three years before I did it. and. Wow. Some of it was like not me not feeling confident enough to make it happen and figuring out how to do it because it was a type of work that I had never done before. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, like a lot of the things, like even with the Mother Shape show that you guys came to, um, like I didn't have a lot of time to do that, but I, I didn't make any of the work until I got into the space a week before the show because wow. I just thought about what I wanted it to be and thought about what I was doing and why, and then I just can go in and make it on the spot or do it in that way but generally like I don't have I don't have a studio really and I don't have a lot of space and or time and I don't want to try to draw in the house where the kids because they want to touch it and I don't want to be angry at them for wanting to touch (laughs) something that everyone wants to touch so it's it's just those are things that I don't work well for me to do at home always there's some mediums that are fine and like projects we do all together but I think I've just sort of like leaned hard into this project-based mentality where if I have a place or a time or a space, I can make the project for that or a thing I've been thinking of. Right. I can make it happen when I need to. But right. But it's not, yeah. What about you, Brandon? How do you, like, in terms of practicing uh-huh. or do you just... Yeah, I mean, I practice. Uh, you know, luckily I play a, a fairly quiet instrument. I play <laughs> guitar, so I can practice you know, in our living room or in our bedroom. And if it, like, after the kids go to bed, I can play an electric guitar unplugged or something so that I can I can get practice in every day. Um, every it, day? That's amazing. Yeah, it's, I think it's pretty important for <laughs> what me. You, what, to you be able to what are you saying? What are you saying? Of course, I, I practice <laughs> twice every day. <laughs> uh, you mean uh, writing I haven't done in six months? Okay. Yeah. Uh. And then making space for uh, playing with people like very regularly Um, I try to do that I try to do that at least twice a month if not every week like having a night where I'm getting together with some people you know it's usually twice a week it's with the the one band and you know sometimes with with just Grant uh, he and I play together Um, I've been writing again recently and that's harder because it does mean that like I kind of need like to not get interrupted sometimes and that's that's really tricky you know like you get into a good space and uh stopping probably me like for me often like if i've been writing on and like working on writing something down and just like playing something over and over and trying to hear it right and then 
someone needs you to help them get a snack or something usually that means it's kind of done for it's me like you know it's like okay if yeah. i put this guitar down i'm just i'm not going to be able to come back i to think it, music you know, composition so. is a little more like writing composition and that like a way for me I, I can practice and after 10 minutes i feel like oh yeah that's a lot better or oh, that's that problem i, I got that and it's fulfilling 10 minutes but like, i wish but you know but like anything cogent in 10 minutes but like trying to write or compose something you know yeah is like what you're saying there yeah so. yeah. You know, yeah it's it's harder to find and that's the same thing with you yeah. i think that same ideas it's like having space and and longer chunks of time it is really tricky as a parent and i think School it's something we like to starts on tuesday though which will change my life <laughs> <laughs> and that, that like i try to work on like anything that i need to like write cuz i write a lot about the things i'm going to do and i spend a lot of time like thinking through mm-hmm. words yeah and um and i can do that when they're not around <laughs> right but when they're around it gets that thing where you're like don't talk to me i need this sentence out <laughs> like you just right. don't talk to me and uh but that's not fair <laughs> either you're a good mom because <laughs> I, I tend to yeah i tend to get grumpy well, you're, I get you're, so grumpy. you're both great parents and we all get grumpy yeah yes. but, but we're all great aren't we are we? We're great. Yeah. We're here. Because we're all great on Thick and Throat Hunting on our podcast. <laughs> so thank you guys thank very you guys much. So much. This was so yeah. great to talk to you. And we're going to put up all your yummy, fun things. I'm very excited, actually, because it's just fun <laughs> yeah. to see like what everyone's doing and to show people like the work that they're making. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really great. We're all over the place. If I can only update Medium occasionally, I will. Yeah. Um, and we're going to redo our website. We're working on redoing our website and streamlining our podcast thing a little more. And so we got some things. And we, we have been managing to get to it, which has been pretty That's, cool. Yeah. <laughs> we're, Slowly. We're, we're on Instagram as well. And um, we have and, stuff uh, there. Facebook and YouTube. And we're, yeah, we're doing a little after. You know what? This is our 13th podcast. And, and so we've been doing this. Uh, solidly for a year or a little more. So, um, yeah, so we're quite excited about that. And yeah. Thanks for being number 13. We're yeah. stopped, now we're in the teens. Lucky 13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys yeah, so thank much. Thank you very much.